Hi, my name is Megan, and I'm a trans woman. And I'm Nate, assigned male at birth and living a male life. We're going to have a conversation about what it means to live an authentic life. If you're trans, think you might be trans, or know trans people but aren't one yourself, we have something interesting to talk about. Our goal is to normalize talking about the human experience. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Transversation. Hi, Megan. How you doing? I'm pretty good. How are you, Nate? Doing very well. Thanks for asking. So I think we left it off uh, last week that we we're going to talk about beginning to develop the way you present yourself to the world. And we're going to pick up the story at that moment. So you've, you've had this in your head. You've been tossing it around. You've decided that you, you are trans, in fact, but you haven't taken your first actions to do anything about that. What was going on in your head, in your relationship with your identity at that time? Well, going back to it, I was, well, I say 2013 is when I f first came out. Um, a little bit of my story, I came out, went back in the closet. Came out to who? My parents mm -hmm. and my ex-girlfriend at the time. So she at the time, she was an ex? Correct, okay. yes. If I'm remembering my timelines correctly, yes. And at this yes. point, there's probably one person in the whole world who could correct this timeline. And if she's listening, feel free to send a note. Yeah, the likelihood that you're listening is pretty small. But, you know, whatever. I wish you the best. <laughs> so it would have been my freshman year of college that I came out to my roommate there. And he and I were okay friends. Um, we existed in the same space and it was fine. That's about all you can ask for for college roommates. Uh, yeah. Then I remember coming home on, it might have been spring break. It doesn't really matter. I came home on a break and they had apparently discovered. Your parents. Yeah, my parents. They had apparently discovered a, because I had a skirt and a couple other items. I don't even really remember. I bet uh, your parents do. They Yeah, they probably <laughs> do. And uh, they discovered it. And yeah, had we had a sit down conversation. I remember coming out and then running back away back to school. And I went to school like four hours away from them. So, so it was far enough to be away for a good chunk of time. And that was pretty rough. And we ultimately I decided to not be out anymore. And as, as much as I could, I tried to shut that closet door back. Completely or just around your parents? Oh, completely. I joined organizations that looking back on it is uh, interesting. But we don't need to go into detail for that. But, but the point is that somebody else who's in this position uh, or has recently been may swing the pendulum the other way and do some things later. And all you can do afterward is forgive yourself. I mean, yeah. And I mean, you try your best to shut that closet door again. It doesn't really ever go away. And that's OK. Better or worse, knowing that about yourself. Well, somebody else, you obviously know this already and have moved on. But for somebody else, it. Uh, it's good to know that that's a real thing. And at some point you'll need to do something about it. Yeah. And uh, my only word of advice on coming out as our, our first site is don't do it to your parents. Uh, well, I mean, they probably don't care now. Um, <laughs> they might've cared back then, but it would be make sure that you have a safe space uh, that you can retreat to. And if that is your dorm in college, I would, and I know this is not possible for everybody, but try to be as financially stable as you can be, because if the worst happens and your parents or whoever is supporting you decides to no longer support you, 
you can run into some challenges. There are definitely resources out there that can help. Um, we'll link in the show notes um, for those. Um, but uh, that would be my strongest advice is do your best to get as stable as possible. Um, and I know that's hard because it might mean, depending on your situation, it might mean waiting and that sucks. But, you know, if uh, and, and fortunately, we're the, the world is becoming more and more tolerant and more and more accepting. So the people may surprise you. Um, I definitely had people surprise me and, uh, you know, and eventually my parents did come around. I was going to ask, have you made up? I know that there are some other ideological differences with your parents, but have, have you made amends from that period of your life? From that period? Yes. My, my brother is also gay, um, and, um, going to be getting married soon. Uh, he came out in a very similar way. Before or after you? Before. Um, and... Well, a side tangent for that story. My parents had me come home from the aforementioned girlfriend's house mm -hmm. and sat me down at the, the dinner table. They both had tears running on their face um, and they you know, said, we need we need to talk. And that is the pretty much the exact same way they told me that my uncle had passed away. So I was ready for a family member, you know, being told uh, maybe it was my aunt. Heck, it could have been my brother. I don't know. He wasn't there. There was still like one or two days left on spring break or right. winter break or whatever, a break from him when he was in school. And so, you know, I was sitting there like, okay, who died? Mm -hmm. um, and they told me that, well, nobody died. And I was like, okay, did, does somebody have cancer? Which was, uh, it was how my uncle passed away. Right. And, um, you know, they were like, no, nobody, nobody has cancer. I was like, okay, well, what's going on? Um, and they were like, well, your brother's gay. And I, I remember going like, oh, is that all? And did you know? You knew ahead of time? No, I didn't. Okay. Did you suspect uh, or just not something you give much thought to? In retrospect, it, man, I was blind. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but no, I didn't. But I also didn't consider it at all, you, you know, like whatever. Okay. Who's gay? Um, humans exist who are gay. Mm -hmm. Don't, you know, uh, didn't believe most of the the propaganda stuff that i had been taught or told about and you know i was like pretty sure they're just people uh, <laughs> turns out you're right yeah but you know whatever uh go 12 year old me um <laughs> but uh but yeah so then they they were like well do you understand what that means it was like he's attracted to men good talk like <laughs> he's not dead that's a term we can all pretty much agree on yeah nobody nobody's nobody's injured nobody's in the hospital we're good nobody's uh, gay but he's gay and i was like okay and I don't know how we, I don't think we ever talked about it beyond that, that moment, um, at least between my parents and me. But I did, when I went to bed that night, I did cry, but it was because I knew that if I came out, mm -hmm. I would get the exact same reaction and that it was going to be, so it was like, oh, well now it's going to be a little bit harder for me because it's going to, you know, it's going to be a little bit more difficult because, well... Now they're second and, you know, they're both kids mm -hmm. are failing their standard. So in, in that story, you used two different terms there. You said you introduced your husband who is also gay. Do you see yourself as gay? And how does that relate to trans or does it even matter? So, I mean, uh, back then, I, you know, I wasn't I didn't have access to a lot of the like labels and, mm -hmm. and things. I did have a now defunct website 
that, or at least I think it's defunct, that gave me some very basic stuff. But I knew I was trans, like, long before I knew I was anything other than straight. Um, but, of course, the definition of straight changes if you change your your gender. Right, right. And trans is, is a very interesting thing to go back to the very concept when you're very young before you've got definitions to go along with. That. Yeah, and it, it, it was just, well, like, I knew I, I didn't like being a boy, mm-hmm. and I wanted to... That the only other option in that at that time was was girl. Well, that seems to fit a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. So I must want that. Uh, my best be that. And how old were you at that time when you started thinking about that or trying to figure that out? So I think the first, uh, at least the the first thing that I can recall was in third grade. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember sleeping over at a friend's house, and I remember waking up at from a dream. In the dream, I we're we're tangenting hard here, but. Uh, in third grade in the state of California, you learn about uh, the California Gold Rush, and they had a, a series of educational videos about it, um, but it, I've not been able to find it in my adult life. Um, I would love to, because it, be, it would be amazing to find whatever thing that caused this uh, awakening, um, or at least my, the way dreams work. Right. Nobody knows. Well, I don't know. Somebody might. But in this dream, I was one of the the women in, in that little, like, educational show. Yeah. Um, and I remember waking up and telling my friend, I was like, I had a weird dream where I was a girl. He's like, that's weird. And I was like, I thought it was pretty cool. And he's like, okay. In a third grade, that's all you do. Yeah, and then you want, like, you want to go look for toads? Yeah. Want to go play Magic the Gathering, which we were super into at the yeah. time. And that was a whole conversation. And that was pretty much that. And uh, I doubt you're listening, human. I have not asked your permission to give your name, so I won't. But you know who you are. But you, you know who you are. <laughs> uh, congratulations on getting married. I know it's a little bit late, but this has been a couple years now. But but yeah. that's how you knew at the very, very beginning. That was, that was my er- earliest. And then, yeah, it wasn't really until I was 16 that I uh, went and took the car, uh, my 87 Toyota pickup. That was a... I was not supposed to leave the city limits because one, it just, you know, might've broken down or had issues. And two, my parents just didn't want me going that far, but I went to the next town over and went to Kohl's target and a couple of thrift stores bought stuff. Women's clothing stuff. Yeah. Women's clothing stuff. I should, you're right. I should absolutely uh, clarify that. And uh, coincidentally, that's where I got the skirt and other things that was just that they later on found because I'm bad at hiding things. <laughs> you are honest to a fault and I, it's one of the things i appreciate about you anyway go ahead and yeah and i spent the little bit of money that i had i don't even know where i got that money because i didn't have a job until much later so and and yeah i remember having a okay interaction with the employee at kohl's so how did you to get to a practical thing for others yeah. How did you pick? So you worked up the nerve. And this wasn't, you didn't just get in the car and happen to drive down there casually one day. Oh, no. I this was like months of building up the nerve to do it. I know I'm going to do this. And, you know, breaking the parents' rules is the easy part. Now, everybody breaks the parents' rules. Yeah. That's not that's not sacrilege like what you're about to go do. Um, yeah. And, uh, and I spent probably way more time. And it's e- it was easier in the bigger box stores. So it was easier in Kohl's. It was easier in Target than it was in, like, the thrift stores. Yeah. Because I would, like, hover in the se- the nearby section mm-hmm. 
looking yeah. over, waiting for there to be a spot when there were no people. Yeah, yeah there's nobody, nobody around. Nobody's paying attention to me, um, which in retrospect probably looked super suspicious. <laughs> I remember being that age too. I was not shopping for women's clothes even, and at that age, I got extra attention. Of course, I, I would. I would at that age was wearing black and had a trench coat and whatever else. Everywhere I went, I got great customer service. Can we help you find something? Are you looking for something? Hi, what department are you looking for? Yeah. And I, and I wasn't even up to anything, and I got that. Um, and, you know, fortunately, I, you know, was very strategic in my dress and demeanor. I had a very, uh, I mean, aside from the goth phase that maybe everybody goes through, I don't know. I did, uh, you know, I had a very preppy kind of style. So you didn't look guilty. You were just acting guilty. No, I just, why is that kid just like standing in the shoe section, staring at the, like at the lady section? Right. Okay. That, that would probably be the, the most someone might, might've thought. All right. So you, you stood there, you worked up the nerve, you drove down there. The box stores were easier. Uh, How did you choose something the first time? What was the first thing you picked up? First thing I picked up. I, you know, I'm, I don't really remember. Okay. I know I was specifically looking for skirts. Mm-hmm. Because I figured that'd be easier. I remember like having no earthly idea what the sizing right. of anything was. Okay, so for the record, uh, just for anybody who is it, same same boat, men's sizes are uh, inches around the waist, twenty, you know, whatever it is. It's it's the waist measurement by the inseam. So thirty two, thirty pants would be thirty two inch waist and thirty inch inseam measured along the insides of your legs. Women's clothing is not at all so. You've got the petites, which are what sizes, uh, but and they're odd numbers when they're petites, which is like one to 13, awkwardly. Um, and then when you get to women's sizes, they're sizes, tw- they're even numbers in women's, of course, which is size 12 all the way up to, you can go up to high 30s, 38, 40 even, and then from there it goes to large, extra large, triple X, and so on and so forth. But then to keep things super confusing rather than standards like men's clothing, you end up in a spot where women like to generally, generally, I'll always be generalizing here, not always, women generally like to feel smaller. So if I can sell a size 16 woman something by labeling it 14, they're going to pick my 14 over a similar item that's a size 16 because they want to feel like a 14. So then you get to what's called modesty sizing, where the sizing is not at all consistent. So in whatever that size is in the dress you're wearing now, for another brand to manufacture exactly the same thing and the same size might not be the same size. Which is why when young teenage you was going shopping for that very first time, it was confusing. And for everybody else who's finding themselves in a similar boat now, yes, it's confusing. You're not a moron. Yeah, that uh, enlightens a lot, a lot, um, uh, which I definitely didn't know then, and I sort of barely know now. I just, I, I didn't know a lot of that. I just knew like sizes vary by whoever's making it by brand, and so you just had to try on, try on stuff. But uh, yeah, that's how I ended up wasting what little money I had. It was by. By buying the wrong. Size buying things. wrong size stuff, and then of course, no way on earth I'm returning it. <laughs> Are you kidding? It's hard enough to go and have this all on the on the little uh, conveyor belt if we were talking about Target, you know, or uh, up to the register and buying it. There's no way I'm going to go, oh, I want to return this. And they go, oh, well, what, uh, you know, was there any issues with it or wh- why do you want to return it? Oh, it didn't fit. I'm like, no, I'm never going to say that. Are you kidding? No. <laughs> In hindsight, the, the hindsight advice to your younger self would be that it didn't fit your sister. Or she had something similar or whatever else. Yeah. But at the time, you're emotionally crippled. Like, you're not going to think of that. No, absolutely not. But so you you pick things. And did some of them fit? 
I did. Yeah. If you're unsure, um, one, I think you should just go on Amazon right now and buy a uh, like clothing measuring tape. It's called the tape measure. Yeah. Fabric tape measure. Yeah, fabric tape measure. That's yeah. what I was thinking of. And get your measurements and then look online and see. Go for approximate sizes yeah. because everything on Amazon has size graphs and size charts. And it's not always right. They're not, and but they, even then, and uh, returns are anonymous. And yeah, 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 it is so much better now. Um, and then on top of that too, um, so you can try. And uh, then if you've got a friend or ally or somebody, and you don't want to risk sending something to your parents' house, wherever it is, you've got to have a second address somewhere. Most people have some sort of support network where there's a second address you could use. Yes. Definitely, definitely do that. Check out your local LGBT centers or Amazon lockers. Even uh, Amazon lockers are also a great option. But uh, and you can find allies are out there especially nowadays and and yeah and even if it's you're finding places online you may be able to find them a lot you know a lot easier so what we'll do is i'll make a note for next show and we'll start with the the first time we actually got to to wear your contraband merchandise no yes and the stories and and those kinds of things coming out next time and uh will help because so much of talking about this is to normalize this experience because uh 10 to 15 percent probably more 10 to 15 percent in censuses and things like that have acknowledged being either gay i don't even know what the statistics do you know how many people are actually trans what percentage no uh, because of the way things are reported. Um, however, on they're they're getting better. They're not. I think in the the 2020 census had a specific, uh, more specific stuff. But. So we will find out the more. So we've got a, a vast percentage of our population going through this in some degree or another, or knows somebody, or if we run extended further, everybody's going to see somebody sooner or later. In normalizing talking about these things and discussing them openly is essential. Yeah. What kind of cookies do you like? Are are you trans? How do you like to dress? What's what do you like? And it's. It's that's that. And so the more we can discuss this, the more open we can be about it, the more open everybody else can, too. So next uh, meeting, I do want to discuss what it was like the, the first time you worked up the nerve to do, take it out of your plastic bag and do something with it. Yeah. Or my terrible hiding spot. <laughs> well, thanks a lot, Megan. Look forward to our next one. Yep. Yep.